right, on today's episode of Locked on Spartans, just a quick little breakdown podcast, uh, just reactions after the MSU victory against Northwestern from Friday. Yep, just a quick show, ad-free, all that fun stuff. Uh, we are supposed to be back Tuesday, but you, you guys know me, come on, I, like, I'm supposed to wait that long to voice my thoughts and everything from what happened on Friday night. No! Oh my god, my voice is in shambles. Um, no, I cannot wait that long. So here is just a quick little uh, podcast to get you into the weekend. If you're having that boring of a Labor Day weekend and you care to hear uh, more thoughts about MSU's game on Friday, well, hey, I got you covered here on Lockdown Spartans. Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you beautiful people get your podcast. We do this five days a week. That's right. We will be back Tuesday. Tuesday will be a more uh, broken down, more descriptive episode. We will be joined by Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. We're just going to chit-chat about the game. I'll bounce a lot of questions off him, kind of pick his brain of what he saw because, hey, Stephen's a a beautiful football mind, and I'm excited to see what he has to say. Uh, Until then, though, mm -hmm, that's right. It's just me and my absolutely shot voice on a microphone for the next 5, 10, 30 minutes, however long I'm going to ramble here. Um, If you can't, oh my God, if you can't tell by now, I was fortunate enough to be at the game on Friday. And let's just say my my first time back in a college football stadium with fans, uh, I I lost my cool. I, I, I did not act like I've been there before. That first Kenneth Walker touchdown, I think my voice cracked eight different times uh, in the celebration. My vocal cords were shrilled from the first play of the game. Um, what a great time, though. God, it, it was awesome. The Spartans showed up in force. I, I, I want to say it was like maybe a 40-60 split, MSU fans, Wildcat fans. But as far as noise go, uh, I would say, oh boy, like an 85-15 to 15 split. Then again, I, no disrespect to Northwestern, but not a lot to cheer for. Not a lot to cheer for when your team's down 21-0, essentially, at the coin toss. Um, so that, that that might be a, a little reason why. That and the fact that, hey, stay fans, we just come to play, baby. We uh, we don't mess around here. Um, yeah, and was uh, lucky enough to meet a few of, of you beautiful listeners at the game as well. I can't thank you guys enough or anyone that's emailed me over the last few weeks um, just sharing their thoughts on the show. I really, 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 really do appreciate that. Super overwhelmed, and I, I don't take that lightly. Um, I really do appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to uh, listen to my thoughts and hang on to the show uh, ever since going solo here the last month. So just want to give a quick shout-out to those fine folks that stopped by and said hello during the game. Um, let, let's just get started off with n- not even a certain player or anything. It just the, the whole idea. Now, I want to make sure I'm not overreacting here, but I really don't think I am because the bar was set kind of low for the offense. And where I'm going with this is I want to start by saying that Friday resembled, <laughs> so Friday resembled hope. Friday resembled hope. I know that sounds so extreme and so over-the-top for a college football game, but hey, come on, man. If you're a State fan, ever since 2017, we've seen the offense... Uh, oh, yeah, do nothing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what they averaged, 18 points a game last year. It was not good. It was horrible. And here they are jumping up 21-0 immediately. Uh, I mean, it it was beautiful just the way they did it. The offensive line was strong the entire night. Kenneth Walker, we'll get to him later, complete 
animal. He is everything he was built up to be and more. The receivers looked great, even from the third spot with Trey Mosley. Some major, major grabs by him. Yes, Ricky White is gone for a little bit, but Trey said, uh, everyone, calm down for a little bit. I, I I got this until Ricky, if Ricky comes back. And, well, hey, I'm going to make sure he doesn't have a job when he comes back, says Trey. Because he balled out, man. Four catches, 59 yards. That's, that's a solid day from your number three receiver right there. And uh, also, yeah, the, the quarterback, which I will get to later. Um, Peyton Thorne, hey, steady Eddie, baby. 15 to 25 passing, 185 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Um, listen, like, like I said earlier, the, the bar for what we wanted to see on offense wasn't that high. I mean, we just wanted to see competence on offense. Competence. I'm not asking for a lot here. Good play calling, solid line play. It's good, good Good play on offense, and we certainly got that. Um, 14-0 after the first quarter, right off the jump. I mean, that 75-yard touchdown to set the table for the rest of the evening was massive. And I think it also gives hope that what Mel Tucker is doing and has done in the transfer portal in the offseason is working. I mean, look at the the key players there. Kenneth Walker, no doubt. Jared Horse had himself a solid game. Uh, Ronald Williams, yes, he he did get picked ever so often, but like he still had a, a overall, I think, a, a decent game. He also did have that sack as, as well. Quaveras Crouch was, I thought, pretty good at linebacker. Um, excited to talk with Stephen Brooks more about this uh, on Tuesday and just what he saw from all sorts of different players, but. Man, you finally get a full off season with the strength and conditioning program. Full off season with the coaches, you, you get the whole transfer portal fun. And so far, this is the result: a, th- a team that can score thirty-eight points, and a team that can hold Northwestern to seven points in the first three quarters. Yeah, they scored fourteen points in the fourth, but um, the gas pedal might have been uh, let up on a little bit at that point of the game as well. Um, listen, hey, let's not get it twisted. I, I, I'm not looking at Northwestern thinking that they're the, the Buckeyes for crying out loud. I mean, is Northwestern a great team? No, just like we said last week. Uh, they've replaced so many players. They almost had to replace two-thirds of their production from the season before. Is Northwestern a good team? I don't know, man. I Who knows? But you know what? Uh, we couldn't say that last year that MSU couldn't even hang with you know, somewhat good teams. And on top of that, too, this is just what MSU could do against probably a fair-weather average team, I'll call it. And when you have a schedule with Youngstown State, Nebraska, Western Kentucky, Purdue, Maryland on it, I'm a little remiss to throw Rutgers on there because they're looking pretty good. But still, you get my point. Like, there's, there's a lot of average teams that you need to be just to get to six wins. And to set the table with that and show that, yeah, you could win in convincing fashion – uh, that that is really, really a tone setter for the season. It, it would be devastating to go 0-1 to start the year against that Northwestern team. It would have been fine to win, but, man, uh, something about a blowout win on the road in Big Ten play to start the year. Uh, yeah, hopeful. Hopeful, hopeful is, is the word I keep using. Um, let's just get right to Kenneth Walker right now. What an absolute monster that man is. I. This is not. I mean, I don't think I'm going overboard here. The man has shades of Le'Veon Bell with, with, with his vision. The, the guy takes a you know a little, a little little pause behind the line, surveys the situation. Oh, okay. I was supposed to run right. Mm, I see a lot of space over here on the left. Why don't I just whoop de doop dipsy daisy do 
rolling for a touchdown here. And, uh, yeah, absolute monster. And just, just some fun stats. Uh, he is the first Big Ten player with over 250 rushing yards and four or more touchdowns in a game since Melvin Gordon in 2014. That's amongst Big Ten players. And he's just the second player in MSU history, joining Eric Allen in 1971 to rush for north of 250 with four touchdowns. Third, I'm sorry, 30, 23 carries is all that took as well. That is a banana land game. 11.5 yards per rush. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kenneth Walker, unbelievable. And also, I'm going to stay in the backfield um, here for a little bit. And I'm going to talk about a guy that I, I've picked apart a, a fair share. Fairly, probably even more so unfairly, you know. At the end of the day, the kid is a college kid. Um, I, I, and listen, I, I do feel bad about it. But, you know, when I'm on a podcast and or writing a blog, I got to write what I see. But and I really, really, really have to sing the praises here of Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward has a spot on this team. That H-back role, that, that role in the slot that he has in some passing packages, that's nice. That's working big time for you. Kenneth Walker's second touchdown. Watch the replay of that. You talk about sealing the edge. Oh, my. Connor got his paws. Uh, not one, but two Wildcats to just pave the way ever so gently for Kenneth Walker to the end zone here. And that massive, massive catch on third and seven, second drive of the game. Score 7-0. He gets the ball, just road grates himself to a first down few plays later, bada-bing, bada-boom, it's 14-0 without that toughness. And that's something that's been, you know, a criticism of his is that he can't break tackles. Well, boy, howdy. He he broke some tackles there. Uh, and that set the table for a 14-0 lead. And that's, that's when MSU starts to feel comfortable and really starts finding their way in this game and settling in. And that's Wildcats start panicking. I think another big key to this game here, and I'll start quarterback play, but I'll start talking about the other teams quarterback what a awesome thing to have hunter johnson throw the ball 43 times uh, you know he, he had an okay game like 30 of 43 275 yards three touchdowns but still like I, he, he was back foot all game I, just nothing really too challenging throughout the game i thought yes of course there were some catches that were good I, he, had, he had some good throws uh, but for the most part, like that, that that's kind of where you wanted the game. You wanted the game in Hunter Johnson's hands, and I'm surprised he didn't go more to Evan Hull. That, that's a guy who I was really worried about. He gave him nine carries, 87 yards. That's 9.7 yards per carry. I'm shocked the number wasn't closer to like 15 or 17. And yeah, I, I get that they're down, you know, 7-0, 14-0. Oh my God, now it's 21-0 to start the second quarter. But Again, start the second quarter. It wasn't like the third quarter, and they're panic airing the ball out. I thought they could have given Evan Hall a little more touches, but you know what? Guess who's happy they didn't? It's me. I'm very happy they didn't because uh, I, I think that kid's a player. I think he's a gamer, but okay, they don't have to worry about it. Uh, and let's – I was going to say last but not least, but I don't know if I'll have any other thoughts after this, but let, let's just transition to the Michigan State quarterback battle uh, situation, or I guess was a battle. Seems to be pretty determined by now um, what is going to be happening here. Peyton Thorne is the guy. And I got to say, I'll, sh- I'll shoot you guys straight. I'm not going to claim to be some know-it-all. That that surprises me. That does surprise me. Um, I really thought that it was going to be Russo the entire time until I found out that, oh, shoot, okay, it is, it is Thorne. 
Uh, you just look at everything. I mean, Anthony Russo came here. You could say that this coaching staff recruited him in a way. Peyton Thorne was a Mark D'Antonio recruit. I mean, Tucker got rid of a lot of D'Antonio guys. Um, so it's that. Russo's the bigger body. He's got the bigger arm. Like, he does have, or maybe had, NFL aspirations. Um, and, yeah, you probably walk into that camp with a preconceived notion that they'll probably lean towards Russo. But the fact that Thorne overcame all that and beat him out really shows that he might be the real deal. Now, we, we didn't get to see a lot of it on Friday. And a lot of it was because, you know, the game was in a pretty comfortable spot. Uh, just 25 pass attempts, 15 of 25, 185 yards, like I said. But what I really, really, really liked about Peyton is just I, I just thought he looked so smooth. I thought he looked so cool, calm, collected, moves great in the pocket. Yes, they got him for, I think it was one, a few hits behind the line of scrimmage, but that's just going to happen. That's life. Yeah, two sacks is what I'm seeing. Um, both were, were kind of tough to escape. But I, I think he moves through the pocket so well. Um, comes up, ditches the pocket. I, I don't think he had happy feet and left too soon. I'm excited to rewatch the game to get a second look, a look where I'm not a few beers deep and actually can uh, get a better angle at it, of course. But I, I just thought he looked so great. And not only that, but this is like one of my biggest pet peeves with college quarterbacks, and probably a lot of people's biggest pet peeves with college quarterbacks is just reading through the progressions. All right, that guy's not open. Bang, next one. That guy's not open. Bang, where are we going? Where are we going? And I, I, I thought he moved so well, his eyes through the field, just through the entire game. Um, it's clear that, yeah, uh, he's got incredible chemistry with Jaden Reed. I, I think that's very underrated. I, I know some people have talked about it, but I, I really think it's even more so than what people lead on is that, yeah, these guys were high school teammates. They do have incredible chemistry. Uh, the, their route tree is pretty lockstep with those two. They always know where the other one's going to be. So, yeah, you have that as well. I'm sure that's going to help you beat out uh, a grad transfer in Russo for that starting position. Uh, and i got to say, you know, just to take a little sidestep here, uh, just kind of away from the field, but I, I, I kind of feel bad. I, I feel for the kid. I, I feel for Russo. I mean, here you are. You're, you're expanding your horizons. You're going to the Big Ten and what looked to be a pretty winnable job. And then, oh, snap. This, this software can actually play. What the hell? What's going on here? And now I'm in this summer lawn quarterback battle learning another offense. I'm learning my fourth offense in four years. That was the situation at a temple. It was a revolving door of uh, offensive coordinators. So now he gives it a fourth spin with a fourth offense. And, well, instead of trying to learn it and be a good starter, I you're trying to learn it and... Mm, Got moved to backups. I, I, I mean, hey, I feel for the kid. This is a kid that wanted to come here and improve his NFL draft stock. But you know, I, that that's business, baby. I mean, hey, who who knows? Maybe he will get a shot here. Uh, let's say that MSU's up uh, 49-0 within five minutes against Youngstown. Knocking on wood there. Um, yeah, who who knows? But uh, I'm 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 happy with the Thorn situation. Like uh, people would say, like, oh well, who do you want to be the starter? It's like. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not the quarterback coach. I don't I'm not at these practices. Like I I, I trust whoever is going to come out of here. I know that this wasn't a quarterback battle, kind of like Northwestern's maybe, where you're picking between the better of the two bad ones. Uh, I I think that this was a legitimate quarterback battle where the coaching staff felt happy with whoever was going to come out on top. And it's of course the old cliche. It's the it's the, it's the coach's kid, the film 
room uh, rat. It's it's Peyton Thorne, and it's 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 good to see. You know that the it, it went well. You know it would. He, the, the nightmare would be that Thorne comes out, okay, he throws two picks immediately, and oh my god, now, now we're starting to second guess this. Russo, go in there, mop this up, prove us wrong. Oh no, you feel the pressure too, so but, hey, you know me, guys. I, I, I worry. I always think about the worst-case scenario. And you could blame John L. Smith for that line of thinking because he is the reason I have trust issues when it comes to sports. Uh, MSU goes into the locker room at halftime, down 21-7. I'm still nervous as hell because of the scars that John L. Smith has left me. I was thinking, oh my god, the Wildcats get the ball back at halftime. This is going to go horrible. I'm going to hate everything. Um, it was it was all fine. Yeah, it was all fine. Uh, what a fun game, though, guys. I I, I know that some people um, are like, oh man, I hate a blowout. Like, you know, some people are like leaving in the third quarter. Albeit a lot of them Northwestern fans. There are some state fans that are like, all right, let's get out of here. Like, oh, hell no. Hell no. I love a blowout, especially in conference play, man. I mean, that that was so much fun that, because uh, hey, point blank, haven't gotten a lot of those in the last few years. It's been a little touch and go for the old Michigan State Spartans, but hey, just to make it a full circle podcast, um, Really, just a, a lot of a lot of hope for this upcoming season. Um, underdogs in this game, obviously, their win total is four and a half in Vegas. I, that that looks like that is a very gettable number. It is a gettable number. I, yeah, I'm just I'm ecstatic. I'm also tired. <laughs> I'm very exhausted. I I blacked out at that Kenneth Walker touchdown right off the bat, and, and not and not not even an alcohol related one. I, I just I lost my my god bleep in mind. Um, what a way to start the season, and eh, you know just three more touchdowns after that from him. Eh, oh hum, you know that's what it is, man, man, oh man. So like I said earlier, guys, I'll, I'll bring it up one more time. Um, this won't be the only time we talk about the game. I just wanted to get this one out here for the Labor Day weekend uh, because, yeah, I can't wait till Tuesday to talk about this game. But when we do come back Tuesday, it will be with Stephen Brooks. Uh, he's definitely a great football mind, definitely uh, probably more so than, than I am. I'll ask him a lot of questions. We'll, we'll banter back and forth what we liked, what we didn't like, have some questions. and like, well, do you think that Ronald Williams really had a good game? What do you think of Cal Halliday? Uh, getting a lot of reps at linebacker. Like, yes, he played pretty well. He was, I think, you know, they targeted him in coverage a few times, and I thought he did okay, if not even more than okay in those spots too. But then again, physically on the smaller side. So, you know, I'm going to pick Steven's brain about that. Uh, yeah, so th- this will not be your only giant spoonful of Spartans Wildcats uh, this week. Like I said, uh, we weren't supposed to do a Labor Day show, but... Come on. Saturday night, got Spartans on the mind, and I've got a microphone, and I've got your amazing listening ears. Thank you guys. I love all of you. Really do. Um, it, it's, it's been it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome weekend as we finally have football back in our lives after an offseason. It is so great to talk about actual games. Not really any more what-ifs, but what happens. <sighs> We're back. We're so back. And speaking of back, I, I hope my voice comes back uh, sometime in the near future. But until then, I'll, I'll be I'll be sipping a uh, tea, water, beer. Yeah, probably in that order. All right, guys, love you all. Go green.